You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I'm your host, certified life coach, practicing physician, and busy boss lady mom, Kathy Whaley, MD. This is the podcast where busy professionals like you come to learn to create a life they don't need a vacation from by burning your manual, this book that defines your expectations of self and holds you back. If you're looking to get off the hamster wheel, cultivate your wellness and feel better, you're in the right place. Good morning, friends. This is Kathy Whaley, MD, and you're listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. This week, I'm calling a bit of an audible. This is not what I had planned to talk about, but it reflects my own personal journey, and I'm always willing to be an open book if I think it's going to help someone else. So today, we're going to talk about meeting the new you where you are. And here's what I mean about this. As we go through the process of thought change or just personal growth, we often become fearful that a relapse will occur. The old you will resurface or you'll fall back on old ways. And this can come off with a very judgmental tone towards past self as if past self was less than But it also paints the current moments, the now moments, through a fear-based sort of anxiety-provoking lens. In other words, steals the joy of the now. So for me personally, this one was worth solving, and I'm currently working on a lot of awareness here. And I'm going to share with you how this all came about. So it's a bit long and winding. Hang with me. I think you'll see where I'm going in the end. So my son's birthday was on January 11th and he desperately wanted me to make cookies to send with him to school. And I had agreed I was going to make him four dozen cookies. And in his mind, only mom makes these specific kinds of cookies. Well, I was all good until mid-afternoon that day where I realized that just like most humans, I had overestimated what I could do in that day, and in particular, after I got home from work. And so I was going to have to choose on purpose the important bits. And it ultimately came down to me deciding, do I want to exercise like I had planned, or am I going to make these cookies? Because there was no having my cake and eating it too Now, full disclosure, I absolutely was sitting at work trying to figure out how not to make these cookies so that I could just exercise because self-care is very important to me. Don't get me wrong, so is my kid. I'm telling you I had those thoughts and plans because, you know, so many of us do. And that's the place where we tend to have shame You know, we ask ourselves questions like, I can't believe that I thought about exercising instead of making my son's birthday cookies. Lots of shame and guilt and blame. And so I'm, I'm sharing mine to say that's just human. And it can be as simple as that. We don't, we don't have to make it mean that we're a bad parent, a bad person. It can just mean we're human. I was trying to decide what was most important to me and be honest about it. And that's never wrong being honest with ourselves. So the choice I did make was to make the cookies. 
But I had all kinds of mind drama about it, which I alluded to in a Facebook post that night. But I'm going to tell you straight up what this looked like. I was sitting there making the cookies with not necessarily the best attitude. I wasn't trying to take it out on anybody, but I was just not, I needed to be left alone because I was really trying to work through my thoughts. So my husband would confirm to you that I did not show up to that in a way that I would have wished to, right? I was sitting there sort of angry that I wasn't having my cake and eating it too. I hadn't figured out a way to exercise and make four dozen cookies. I was frustrated that I was faced with that choice again. I had been faced with similar choices in the past. And quite frankly, the thing that always got sacrificed was the self-care, right? It's like I always chose the needs of others or the wants of others over myself. But, you know, it got to the point throughout this cookie baking and by the end of the night, I knew I had chose the cookies on purpose. And really, that was an act of self-care for me. And there were two reasons. First, I knew that it was very important to him. So when I thought about the idea that I didn't bake the cookies, I realized that if I just bought some random cookies and gave them to him, I would feel guilty that he would show up with some random store-bought cookies and not the cookies that he had told his friends his mom was going to bake, right? My poor planning is not my kid's fault. So I did not want to feel shame or guilt. Therefore, making the cookies felt better than not making the cookies. Now, the other reason it was perfectly fine to make the cookies and not exercise is this. I had a backup exercise time built in. So I'm a firm believer of this. Self-care time should be planned ahead with backups. If you're in the healthcare field or any sort of field that gets emergencies, having a backup planned is a necessity, right? Because you're not going to be walking out of the hospital saying, oh, I've got to go exercise when one of your patients is about to die. Like that's not going to happen, right? So we just have to be realistic that our lives can be somewhat unpredictable and therefore we need backup time planned. My main goal is to exercise four times a week. That's it. And quite frankly, that's a lofty goal for me, considering the fact that I have not been able to do much more than walk until around August due to all of my back issues. So I could absolutely miss that evening workout. I had backup places later in the week for it to go. So no big deal. And again, my exercising is about my pure enjoyment. It's not for the purpose of losing weight. It's not because I have to or should to. It's literally just like, I love the endorphin rush. I love how it makes me feel. I love doing it. So I was all good that night. I was fine. I went to bed. I was excited that I had made him these cookies. I knew he was going to be so excited when he took them. All was well. Or so I thought. So the next morning, I got up early to exercise. And this wasn't my backup day. This was just the regularly planned day. 
And here's what happened. I did two sessions altogether. I ended up doing the one I had planned for the night before and the one I had planned for the morning all straight. And in that moment, it seemed like a great idea. I enjoyed the hell out of myself. I'll just tell you that. I thought nothing of it until that night when I wasn't sleeping because my knee was hurting so badly. Like I had overdone this. And that's when I realized that like something was a foul. See, I make it a point not to do that, not to overdo it, because my functionality in the context of my back is really important. I don't want to contribute one little bit to the loss of my functionality. So I focus on the concept of enough. There is such a thing as enough. And when I deviated from my normal standard without conscious awareness or conscious choice, that's when I knew I had a thought model hiding in there that resulted in me overdoing it. So just to be really explicit with this tip, if you have deviated from your normal standards in a way that has caused you harm and you didn't do so with conscious awareness, there is a thought model hidden within that you want to figure out. Okay? So as you can imagine, I mulled this over because I couldn't sleep since my knee hurt so badly. And when I really opened myself up to the subconscious and was like asking myself, like, why did I feel the need to combine these exercises? Because I had a plan to do that exact same exercise later in the week. When I opened myself up, to those subconscious thoughts floating around, here's what I realized. And I'm going to tell you the thought model, right? So the circumstance, just as a refresher, circumstance is the neutral fact. Everyone in the whole world would vote and agree. I could videotape it and improve it. So circumstance triggers a thought. The thought is the story you tell yourself about the neutral fact. That thought will trigger a feeling And from that place of feeling, right? Feelings are always like the emotional currency that's going to result in your actions. So from that feeling, you're going to take actions. And all of that combined gives you an end result. And here is what my model looked like. The circumstance was I didn't do this specific exercise on Tuesday night like I had planned. And the story I created around that really created a lot of questions. What if this is the beginning of the end? What if I compromise it just like I used to? And the end point is I never take care of myself. And for those of you out there that might be on a weight loss journey, your thought might be something like, I've lost 20 pounds. What if I gain it all back? So from my thought of what if this is the beginning of the end, I felt really anxious. And from that place of anxiety, I doubled up on the exercise as if this was my only chance to do it. So this is sort of akin to like, there are going to be those of you out there, some that this is still the case, some that's not where you're like holding on for dear life for the next vacation, right? You, You don't take care of yourself in any way, shape or form. 
throughout the year. And you basically are just trying to make it to the vacation week where you don't have to work and you can try to get some sleep and maybe exercise a little as if that one week is going to concentrate enough self-care to get you through the next drought where you don't do it in your everyday life. That's the sort of scarcity I was operating from was like, what if, what if I'm on the downside? What if this is the slippery slope where this is my only chance and I've just, I've got to do it as much as I possibly can until I become the old me. Here's the result I got out of that whole thing. I couldn't exercise for the next two days because my knee hurt so badly. And so it was the beginning of the end, potentially, if I keep doing this to myself. Because I'm going to cause myself harm. And not intentionally, right? Because I'm a firm believer that we never intentionally harm ourselves. But harm because I was acting from a scarcity mindset, a fearful mindset, a mindset as if the old me were going to pop up and say hello. So the bottom line, there was a part of me that was struggling with trusting myself to actually take care of myself as a trend, even though I have demonstrated to myself over and over again that I am taking care of myself over the last several years. But it's not like I killed the old me off, right? I'm still that version of me. Here's the difference. So let's speak to the judgment of the old self, right? We grow, we learn, we have new tools, and then we look back on where we started and we're like, oh, can't believe I was ever there. Well, look, that version of me that self-sacrificed all the time for others, I was doing the best that I could do. And like I always tell you, my best is always good enough. Even when it's not what I want it to be, it's good enough because I've given my best. I was never intentionally mistreating myself back then. The me of today has new tools, has experienced personal growth. I know how to do things differently and I'm choosing to do things differently, but that doesn't make the me of the past bad. I used to carry the identity statement. I am someone who doesn't take care of herself and doesn't prioritize herself. And when you have that belief, you only see the evidence that it's true, right? It's just that natural bias that our brain has. We only see it's true. And so what's really funny about this is that I had a backup plan built in already to do my self-care plan And yet I didn't give myself any credit for it. That is just wackadoo. So listen, big change can come with fear and anxiety, right? When you lose that 50 pounds you've been trying to lose for the last 10 years, 
We have options. We can be really excited for our accomplishment, but also you're probably going to have a little bit of fear because you spent so much time with the other identity statement. It took me working through this that night to really realize, like, I am not that person anymore that holds the belief that I am someone who doesn't take care of herself. Quite the opposite now. My belief is I am the person who can trust herself and will know that she's going to take care of herself. In reality, I'm going to take care of myself every month, every week, every day. And I was taking care of myself when I made those cookies for my son. There was no backup day available for that. I did have a backup day for myself. And you can only imagine how amazing I felt when he came home without any leftover cookies, telling me how much he loved giving his friends those special cookies. So I did take care of myself in that act. It is so easy to assume the role of the person we might have been when we started on some goal, especially when we're scared But here's the thing. It's not going to happen if you choose now. If you choose this moment, it's not going to happen. And to really emphasize this to myself, I came up with very clear definition of what does it mean to me to care for myself on a weekly basis, knowing that I may not get this completely checked off every week. But it, you know, it's easy to say, I just don't take care of myself when you don't even know how you're defining it. So here's what I came up with. I want to exercise four times a week. I want to meal prep all my lunches and breakfasts for the days that I work. I want to have eight hours of sleep. Do something fun once a week that is truly only for the purpose of having fun. I want to sit outside on my deck twice a week. And lastly, I want to set aside one day a month that is by myself that I can truly just think about coaching and what I want to bring to you. If I had had a clear mind the morning that I did two days worth of exercise in one, I wouldn't have done that for one second. That's just not consistent with my attempt to preserve my physical well-being. But I hadn't defined so clearly what self-care really looks like for me. And in retrospect, I'd give myself an A+. Don't shame or blame the old version of you. She or he is the best version of you at that time. Doing the best that he or she could. It was true then. 
and it is true now. You never intentionally mistreat yourself. This is the story of how baking four dozen cookies turned into knee pain. While I realize that your circumstances may be different, I hope that you have kept an open mind throughout this episode and consider what you can take from this episode. I always encourage you to start any podcast episode, whether mine or someone else's, with the idea that there's absolutely something in this episode for me. So much love to you all on this Monday. As always, if you love the podcast, if you would please rate and review on your podcast platform, this is how we get the message out for everyone. Have an amazing week. I'm right here rooting for you. And if I can ever help you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Are you ready to get started building that life you don't need a vacation from? Well, visit me at kathywhaleymd.com for free resources, links to the blog, and information about upcoming events. There are many different ways to work with me, and if we aren't a good fit, I'll be happy to refer you to someone who is. I am right here rooting for you.